welcome to episode four of Conversations Between a Dad and His Daughter. We skipped another week in there. We had some other business going on with the church once again. Something with the ministry caused us to have to skip a week, but we're back and we're ready to talk about some things, Dad. Yes, we are. This is this is a time when we uh, just talk about some random things and maybe use some scripture. We've been using the scripture in uh, Luke 8 about the man that was possessed with demons after he was delivered. And Jesus told him to return to your own house and tell what great things God has done. And he went his way and proclaimed throughout the whole city what great things Jesus had done for him. So that's kind of the scripture we've been using because we want to proclaim to everyone the great things that God has done. And I was telling Nicole as we started tonight, I want to talk about youth camp for just a little bit. So in other words, you want me to cry. <laughs> Probably so. <laughs> we actually missed camp this year for the first time that I've ever known of for uh, the obvious reason of COVID-19. And uh, probably we've heard from I don't know how many people telling us they miss youth camp. They miss the experience of camp. And then, but everybody says the one great thing that come 2021, we're going to have a great camp. And of course, that's what we're shooting for is to have a great camp. And, and it's interesting to some people probably to know that Nicole has, uh, was what we, the thing, the thing we always say is our kids were raised on the hill at Wyandotte Hill. And that's where she, we took her to camp when she was first born and we've gone to camp ever since. And of course, uh, our heroes were Fred and Annabelle Franks. And uh, I thought about them today and how much in the sense of faithfulness that they were very faithful to the camp. They worked hard, they gave of their own finances at times when the income wasn't real good, but they were great people who were faithful to camp. And And I was going to ask Nicole, Nicole, what is one of your greatest memories of youth camp? So are we talking spiritual memories or all the boys I liked? <laughs> <laughs> go whichever way you want to go. It's hard to pinpoint a single memory just because there's a and, and you can't explain it until you've been there. There's just a general feeling, anticipation, and anointing that you feel when you're there. I'd have to say some of my best memories are times around the altar. Um, of course, I mentioned a few episodes back that I was called into the ministry at camp. But um, just being around the altars I probably are my best memories, those times of prayer. And, you know, I love praying with people to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Yes, and yes. so watching that that experience happen for someone for the first time is probably probably I would say my favorite thing about camp. Yeah. And I I know that our good friend Mark Short on his podcast uh did a session about camp. But uh I w- I was thinking from the standpoint of how we always focused on uh, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. 
And like this man that was told to go and preach and tell the great things God has done, we could tell you of just uh, so many things that God did. And I've used this description of camp so many times that we have people all over the world preaching, teaching, sharing the gospel who spent some time at Wyandotte Youth Camp. God called, we have a call to ministry service, and we've had a lot of people that responded to that. And I I think about all the years of the little guys that would respond, and then when they got into senior week, Mm -hmm. they really took it as a challenge then. Yeah. But they never forgot that initial time when they were called to the ministry. And, And the baptism of the Holy Ghost, of course, is, that was Freddie Frank's dream that right. everybody would be filled with the Holy Spirit. And I, I can remember the times we'd be coming back from, uh, on Tuesday night, we'd be coming back from playing softball. And Freddie, of course, he never called anybody to preach till right before you preached. And he'd say, Jerry, you're preaching tonight, and you know what I want. Yeah. And we'd always preach on the baptism, and God would always be faithful to pour out. And so, uh, Nicole, you saw a lot of kids that you prayed through to receive, right? Yeah, and it's funny you mentioned Fred saying that to you. You know, there were a few years where I served as a counselor for his kids because we didn't really have a a church that brought kids at the time. And so he'd ask me to sit in with his kids, and he'd always tell me, Nicole, get them filled with the Holy Ghost. All your devotions, everything, get them filled with the Holy Ghost. And so we, you know, that was our focus for the week. Whatever else was going on, we always tried to get get that done. And, yeah, so I prayed a lot of kids through at the altars. I know you have too. But, um, man, that's an experience that there's no drug in the world that can compare to that experience of watching that that change happen in their face when the Holy Spirit hits them and they say those first words, that evidence that we believe. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, and and the wonderful thing about that is that uh, we we not only saw our kids do it, but we would actually have counselors come that had never received and they would receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Right. And we always had snack shack after uh, the services, but the night that we always do the baptism of the Holy Spirit, it was a night that took a long time around the altar, for we we watched God move, and then and then when that session would be over, it just seemed like the whole campground would erupt in praise, and we began to praise. Praise the Lord. You remember those praise services, uh, Nicole, the different musicians we yeah. had through the years. Yeah, a lot of look what the Lord has done. Yeah. Back yeah. the songs. Yeah. I remember those. Well, and I was thinking as you were talking, you know, because um, I was thinking about that change that's wrought over someone when they receive the baptism. You know, a lot of people think that the baptism of the Holy Spirit is that all we're talking about is that prayer language that you receive. But really, it comes down to what Jesus said. You will receive power after the Holy Spirit comes upon right, you. Right. One of my favorite scriptures is in Acts 4, verse 13, when uh, Paul and John have gone before, or Peter and John, I'm sorry, Peter and John um, had gone before the Sanhedrin. And, and the Bible says that when they saw the boldness of 
Peter and John, um, and they perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men. They marveled because yes. they knew they'd been with Jesus. Yes. And that was that Holy Spirit that had fallen on right. them in the second chapter of Acts, that they perceived that boldness that was there. And, yeah. and um, so to watch that happen in real time as it might have happened on the day of Pentecost is just, sure. yeah, it's amazing. And, you know, that was the promise that Jesus gave uh, when he was talking to the disciples in Acts 1, mm-hmm. he said, you shall receive power. And when the Holy Ghost will come upon you, then you'll preach and teach and witness in boldness. Right. You'll be bold witnesses. And, of course, we, we all realize that without his power, we do not have that supernatural ability mm-hmm. to tell others about Jesus Christ. And, of course, we, we just... Uh, dare to believe sometimes that all of the messages that have gone forth from camp of people telling the great experience of receiving the Holy Spirit and what that may have done to their families or their churches, their lives. And uh, one of the one of the more humorous things is that we would always have kids come from churches that did not particularly believe mm-hmm. uh, what we believe about the Holy Spirit. It seems like those rascals were the first ones to I receive. <laughs> and uh, then I thought, now they've got to go home and and share that. Right. And sometimes we heard from their mom and dad, what are you teaching these kids? Exactly. But we always show them that's the truth in the Word of God. Well, you know, we've talked about as, as leaders at the camp that um, – in, in a lot of situations, we don't know what these kids are going home to. We don't know what their home situation, their family situation is like. And so just knowing that we're sending them home with, with that gift, with that Holy Spirit gift, yes. um, you know, that that's one of the most tremendous things. And I know salvation is important. I believe it's important. It's the most important thing. But to be able to send them home not just with salvation, but with a new boldness to share what they've learned with their friends and their family, go back into their churches and do great works. And, you know, I mean, I don't think that there's any trade-off for that. Um, And and that's why it grieved me so much that we missed this year. And I know that we made the right choice. I believe that. But, you know, there's there's a group of kids that might have come this year that might never come again. Sure. That um, hopefully they'll get that that somewhere else yeah you know we have to yeah. believe yeah so. and you know one of the things i thought as you were talking is about uh, you know uh both weeks when camp is over there's always that group of kids say we don't want to go home mm-hmm. we won't stay here and we found out one year which broke our hearts of course we we give the kids a room we feed them good meals. We have people caring for them. And there are those that come that say, listen, this is the best week of the year for us. Mm-hmm. And I, a lot of times I just sit back and wonder uh, what happened to those kids. If, mm-hmm. we, if that was the best week, what happened to those kids right. when they got back? Of course, I'm trusting that the pastor that brought them will you know, has watched over them and taken care of them. Yeah. But my goodness, if we can, what a testimony that just a small camp on the hill in, in Oklahoma 
mm-hmm. could be the best week for kids in their lives. And of course, we try to pack it with a lot of, you know, they have classes, word, 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 word services, yeah. the word of God, the word of God, teaching constantly from the time they get up to the time they go to bed at night. And so it's no wonder they don't only, they they do not only feast on the the natural food that we give them, but the spiritual food. Right. And, you know, um, the first year we took a group from Dalhart, we, we moved to Dalhart in March, and um, for three months I told those kids how awesome this camp was, how awesome it was, how awesome it was, how awesome it was. And I, I just kept telling them, you know, this is a great place, the Spirit of God moves, all these things are happening. And they said, oh, they got so excited. They were so built up. And then they pulled on the grounds. And Mark talked about this in his podcast, too. It's not much to look at. They pulled up, and they all looked at me, and they said, this is it. But by the end of the week, they were saying, we don't want to go home. We don't want to leave. Yeah. This is the best week I've ever had. Yeah. And, you know, because it's, it's, it's not really about the place or the accommodations or any of that. It's about what happens there, the word, the spirit, the moving, the anointing. It's about all of that. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Another kind of humorous thing that has happened in the last few years, we we have managed to put uh, uh, air conditioning units in almost every room. If only I'd had yeah, those. Yeah, <laughs> and we have, we have people come back and visit that used to come to camp way back when, and they say, you have air conditioning? <laughs> so So it's, it's a kind of a humorous thing that that happens but yeah my goodness we we uh, have now been able to do that and people are a lot more comfortable yeah but like you say the thing about camp is not the accommodations it's the it's the moving of the holy spirit yeah yeah and i don't think that um i don't think that anybody that's ever been there would say any different you know, I don't look back on there. I have a few memories that aren't associated with a service, but most of my memories are associated with either a sermon I heard or um, an altar service I experienced, or um, you know, just just the times of prayer that we had. I I think we've 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 lost something in our times of prayer. You know, do you remember? And this is not really a camp experience, though it happened there, but it's just an overall experience of the environment that we were raised in spiritually of just, uh, you know, when we gather together at our FGEA conventions or things like that and we start to pray and everyone starts to speak out loud in prayer, either in their prayer language or in English, and there's just an overwhelming sense that there's a movement of God happening at that moment. And that's a lot of, you know, what we feel at camp too. And, And I think sometimes in our churches... We're not having those moves of God like we used to yeah. because we're looking at the clock. When am I going to get out of here? Or, yeah. you know, we're like, well, I've done my duty. I went to church this week. And at some point, and I'm hoping that COVID will drive us there, the world situation will drive us there. We've got to get back to that corporate joint prayer where the anointing of God is just flowing through every part of it. Yes, so, yes. And, that's, so. and, of course, we know at camp, when we have youth camp, that the kids are are more, uh, they're not as inhibited right. as adults are. Mm-hmm. You know, ad, they come to camp and they're willing to just lay everything aside right. and, and be a part. 
sometimes in our church services, though, our adults are are so uh, uh, they have so many complex problems mm-hmm. that they can't focus on the time of prayer. And you're right; we need to do to get back to that corporate prayer where people pray together and pray in the spirit and we can see God move in that wonderful way. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Well, I think we're getting close to time here. Do you have any closing thoughts you want to say before we pray? Or Well, I just, uh, I just want everybody to remember that we're living in a serious time more so than the years past. Right. And uh, I just want everybody to know that God's got has control of this thing, and He's overseeing it, and we're going to see Him move uh, in a mighty way. I've been in touch with with men in this city who love God and women who love God, and we're all praying and believing there's going to be a great move of God, and not only in this city but around the United States. Right. And you can you can hear things every now and then, so don't give up. Hold on to everything you have. Right. So Nicole, pray us out of here. Heavenly Father, we thank you once again for the opportunity to um, put this podcast together to send it out into the virtual world and hope that something we've said today will reach someone. And God, I know that you you foresaw in your wisdom that we would not have camp this year, and so I know that that you understand why we are so longing to be there again. But God, help us to bring that atmosphere into our daily lives, that atmosphere of just, you know, uh, spending time with you and, and talking with you and having those moments of great anointing. Let that come back into our churches. God, I pray that the peace that passes all understanding will guard the hearts and minds of yes. our fellow believers as we go through these six situations and circumstances in the world. and. Lord, I just pray that you continue to work in the lives of your people, that you continue to move in the churches. And God, that we'll see that day come, that great revival that we're all expecting to happen. Yes, yes, yes. And that it will come and it will reach the farthest corners of this earth. And we just thank you, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.